Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Mentally Unscripted. I am your host, Paul, and as always, I'm here with Scott. Scott, how are you today? I'm good. I am ready to fight the good fight. <laughs> Let's fight the good fight for all the good people <laughs> out there. Well, guys, actually, this episode is all about you guys today because we want to talk a little bit about our mission and why we're even doing this podcast, why in 2021 we felt the urge, the need to get out there and begin creating a community of like-minded people. And I think what we found was that we're just so confused. We have so many points of confusion in our world that we need to have better tools, better models for thinking about life. And so that's that's why we started this podcast was for us to uh, discuss these ideas, share them with the community, and get that community to share back with us. And I think, Scott, you identified an amazing example of the confusion that we're dealing with in today's world. So why don't you kick us off with that? Okay. Um, yeah. Before I get started, though, I, I need to clarify. When I say fight the good fight, I mean do it peacefully. Okay. I am not trying to incite violence by using the word fight. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so peacefully fight the good fight. Um, yes. Now on to on to the absurdity of this world. Um, most of you know, if you haven't been living under a rock for the last month or so, that the Super Bowl was uh, this past weekend, and. Tom Brady won. He won his seventh ring, seventh Super Bowl ring, um, cementing him in a lot of people's minds as the uh, greatest football player of all time. And he did it by beating Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, a darn good player in his own right. Uh, He's been, I believe, third year in the league. He won the Super Bowl in his second year, and in his third year, um, he went back to the Super Bowl. Um, So definitely definitely, uh, a major talent there. But I'm just wondering if any folks out there have caught any of these tweets that that came out after uh, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. So here's one. Hmm. Just thinking how Tom Brady has gotten all his rings during Black History Month. Some to think about seems very racist to me. Here's another tweet. I feel like it's racist that Tom Brady beat Patrick Mahomes during Black History Month. And another one. If Tom Brady beats Patrick Mahomes during Black History Month, then we have to double whatever we're demanding from reparations. So what we have Strong here statements. Is, <laughs> exactly. So what we have here is people who are claiming that Tom Brady is racist for winning the Super Bowl in the month of February, which is Black History Month. I, I'm, I, when I saw this, I just, I didn't know what to think. I just, I, I laughed. I shook my head. I, I almost started crying, honestly, uh, because it's just so absurd to me. And yet there are people who are tweeting these things, these comments out who seem to be very serious and seem to think that winning a football game during the wrong month makes you racist. So if you folks are like me and you just, this just doesn't sit right with you. Like you just don't understand how people can do that. Like you're just confused. Trust me, you're not alone. (laughs) There's a lot of us out there who are right there with you. It's like, we read these things and we just think, holy crap. How can people actually think, think these things? Um, So, that kind of brought us to the point where kind of why we're doing this podcast. And it is exactly that 
It is the fact that we're, Paul and I, as we've talked, we're seeing a lot of things in the world that are just making us shake our heads, sometimes making us laugh, sometimes making us want to cry. And we're trying to make heads or tails of it. We're trying to come up with these tools and models to use to approach these things with some reason and rationality. Uh, so we can <laughs> essentially, essentially not go insane from a lot of this stuff. Um, and so we started doing this podcast because we wanted to reach out to other people out there who are like us, who um, feel the same way and who maybe just they need to know that they're not alone and they need some help uh, navigating just this, I don't know, cauldron of absurdity that we seem to be finding ourselves in. Um, so I don't cauldron know. Cauldron of absurdity <laughs> is a really nice way of phrasing it. Yeah, I mean, uh, what do you what do you think about these tweets and and just kind of some of this insanity? Well, okay, so to be fair, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I wasn't at a Super Bowl party. I didn't get to any of the commercials. I saw nothing at all. I didn't even know who was playing, other than I knew that it was the Buccaneers. Uh, and so um, Brady won. I saw that the next day, and I thought, my gosh, this guy just wins every single game he goes to. It's it's unbelievable. And then you shared with me these tweets. And the first thought that came to mind was how far the world that I grew up in mentally has come. Um, And and I think you went further. You shared some other information to the the extent of saying things like, you know, he he, he should have allowed the the other player to win uh, because he's he's black or or African-American. And that would have been more just or right. And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, as someone who, who's not an athlete, but I, I played as, as a child, um, the idea that someone would allow you to win, they didn't think you were good enough. They weren't going to fight hard enough. They were going to allow you to win because of some reason. You're, 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 in this case, your skin color or um, your, your height, your, your, your sex, whatever the case may be. You're from the wrong, wrong town uh, is insulting. It's, it's, it's beyond insulting. Uh, so now we're having this this other conversation, and so part of it is the the norms that have been established in my head for um, that seem to be broken, uh, and part of it is is you've got communication t- channels on digital that, that start to to circulate these ideas. You call it the the cauldron of the absurd, and I think that's that's a really nice um, visual when we think about how social media can can get these ideas build traction through these these memes that can go viral. Next thing I know, we're, we're all talking about the racism of the Super Bowl played by two professionals who, um, for all we know, that this other gentleman who, who I mean, to, to, to be his third year in and to have already gone to two Super Bowls, you have to ask yourself, where is he going to go from here? I mean, he, he may in fact prove to be the GOAT at some point in time, right? Does he ever want to play against a... a an adversary who's going to take pity on him and not play as, as well as he could. So that there's an asterisk in saying, well, yes, you won, you won that Super Bowl, but only because, uh, this person allowed you to. And uh, that, that to me takes away from your own agency and your, your own desire to win as, as, a, as an athlete. Uh, but I just think it's, it's, it's absurd. It's, it's hard to, um, even a, approach and talk about it in, in a reasonable way. But I, I know you had some ideas. Uh, which I think is even taking models to it. I mean, I can talk about norms and standards and and sort of history, but I think you even had some really good ways of approaching it. Just just you know, talk talk about the idea of falsifiability because I think that was one that you had that I thought was great. 
Yeah, I think this one, I think it really fits in this, this situation, uh, this idea of falsifiability. Um, so with falsifiability, just, you know, you ask when someone makes a claim like Tom Brady is racist because he won the Super Bowl during Black History Month and he did it beating Patrick Mahomes, who is uh, mixed race. Uh, you ask, well, what would, what evidence would you, would the person who's making this claim have to see to believe that Tom Brady is not racist? Okay. And uh, when I analyzed this, I thought, well, I don't think there's any evidence that would ever prove to them that he's not racist. Um, because one thing that could potentially happen is, like you mentioned, Paul, Tom Brady could intentionally lose the game. If Tom Brady intentionally lost the game, would that prove to these folks that he's not racist? Well, you know, maybe it does, but then what does that say? What is what message is that delivering to the other players on the Buccaneers team who are black and have now been denied the opportunity to have a Super Bowl ring? Or what about the the black coaches on the Buccaneers staff who are now not going to have a Super Bowl win on their resume? And there's a lot of talk around the NFL for the lack of black head coaches. So here's Tampa Bay, a team with black assistant coaches who are aspiring to one day become head coaches and if Tom Brady were intentionally lose the game, right, we'd be, they would lose that Super Bowl win, which is a resume builder for them to potentially ride into a, a head coaching job. So there's, there's a lot of ramifications to, to something like this. Um, if Tom Brady were to go out and intentionally lose the game. And then there's also the competition factor. I mean, how would, you know, I don't know. I don't know much about Patrick Mahomes, honestly, but I imagine that when you're competing at this level, right, you, you want the competition. I remember mm-hmm. Charles Barkley once saying, um, you know, when LeBron and Dwayne Wade and, and Chris Bosch got together in Miami to win uh, NBA titles. And Barkley said, you know, during his time, these guys, they, him and Jordan and Bird would have never gotten together on the same team to win because they wanted to beat each other. Mm. They didn't want to gang up on the rest of the league. And so I imagine that at this level of competition, it's kind of the same thing. You know, a, a competitor like Patrick Mahomes probably doesn't want his, his, the rival quarterback to intentionally throw the game so that he can win. Yeah. Um, so, so what if Tom, if Tom Brady doesn't play and he sits out? Well, again, right, he's potentially denying the opportunity for the other black players on Tampa Bay's team to win a ring and for those coaches to win a ring. So, right, there's there's no good – there's really no good way I can see that you can actually falsify this. Okay. Do do you think there's a different question they they could have asked that that perhaps – I mean, maybe it's the point that it's it's so extreme that the fact that it can't be falsified put does it put it in some special category that we have to examine differently, or is it, is it just a way of saying, listen, this is such an extreme response that doesn't seem to it it really doesn't give any respect for what these two men and and let's bear in mind there's these are only two players out of the entire staff and the entire team. Right. I mean, if, if the, if the, um, the other team, uh, was, was a primarily a running team and it was really the, the running back. I, I did watch a little bit of NFL when I was younger. I remember Emmett Smith <laughs> was, was the, uh, the running back for, for Dallas Cowboys. Troy Aikman was, was the quarterback. I think the, one of the Super Bowls I watched years ago, it was Emmett Smith, I believe, won the MVP trophy, uh, for, for that Super Bowl. Uh, 
Well, if, if I look at that again, it's, it's like, well, how do we, yeah, there were, there were plenty of people that were commenting on his, his play at the time. And they, I, I said, well, he's, he's an amazing court, uh, running back. They said he absolutely is. Well, he also has the line that creates the openings for him to go like a, like a train, like a freight train through, as fast as he could, right? It's, it's a team sport. So, you know, it's, it, it, it seems to be like when you're, when you're asking this, this question of false ability, I mean, you're, you're attributing, uh, motive. To, to to Brady that goes beyond just wanting to be a competitive player, which I think is is a reasonable assumption that you could make for anybody who's playing at that caliber. Um, and then and then you know we, we, there's there's just no other way of falsifying it, right? I mean, I, as you said, I, I just don't know of a way of of questioning it that you could ever arrive at a point and say, yeah, there, there's a way we can prove that he's he's not racist based on these set of criteria. It's you're you're yeah, kind of left without a path forward. Exactly. I, I don't see a way out of it because um, no matter it, – it's kind of one of those situations you're damned if you do, damned if you don't because yeah. somebody out there can find something to criticize him for no matter what he does. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of twisted my head into knots thinking about it. Um, and, you know, and like I said, like some of these other things we were talking about, right, you've got unintended consequences so, you know, again, if, if Tom Brady had intentionally lost, well, that would have impacted the players on his team. Sure. And, and you know, and again, it's not just the, the glory of having a Super Bowl ring. A lot of these players get bonuses if they win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So you're taking money out of their pockets, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it just doesn't make any sense. It, it just doesn't make any sense at all. Um, you know, so and again, so what where do we go from here? Do we just say that, well... You know, we're not going to play football games during February, Black History Month. You know, so, yeah. you know, how is that going to work? And then are then are people going to start accusing the NFL of being racist because they're not playing football games during Black History Month? Sure. Um, you know, is the a league like the NHL, which is, you know, which has very few uh, black players in it, are they supposed to shut down during the month of February? Or are they allowed to keep playing? I mean, it, 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 there's just so many unintended consequences. Um, and, you know, getting to the second and third level and fourth level impacts. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just amazing kind of the web that kind of started getting, getting woven in my head as I was thinking yeah. about this. Um, and, 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 so another model here is like, you know, begin with the end in mind. It's like, what, what is your end goal by making these comments? What mm-hmm. are you trying to achieve other than to call Tom Brady a racist? But in so doing, you're just pointing out how little thought that you put into your comment. Yeah. So, right. it, you know, well, so and, think and before you, you speak. Right. And, and you have to ask the question. I mean, you know, we, to your point, what, what exactly is the, the, the end game here? I, I think. Again, I, I don't watch enough of the NFL, so you can, you know, listeners, you can just completely exclude what I'm saying or, or maybe engage it in the good spirit in which I'm putting it forward. The idea of the Super Bowl should be the, the culmination of, of the season in the best game possible. It should go down to the wire every single time. It rarely does. When it does, it's considered one of the better games. And oftentimes it's said that the, that the uh, playoffs are actually the better games, right? Mm-hmm. But ideally, you get to that game and you get to see the best players performing at the at their highest level possible, and and giving the spectators uh, the best game, a, a memorable game that that for years uh, they will they will be talking about. So the end goal here should be 
to provide the best sportsmanship possible. The elite players give them the best opportunity to show off what they can do and let the better team that day win. Now, I think exactly. that should be the end goal. I, I don't. I, I can't imagine what other end goals outside of that would supersede it, right? And so you have to. You have to. There is some um, some kind of ranking that you're going to have to do when you're talking about the end goal in mind. You have constraints. So the law of constraints applies to any kind of end game. You can't. You can't say, well, we want the the best players to play possibly and to give us the best game, but only if they meet these set of criteria. Which in this case would be, well, we only want them to play that game if it's in a different month, right? In which, in which we don't have to worry about uh, the case of racism being a charge, right? right. Um, so that, that's the kind of thinking that the audience uh, should be asking themselves, particularly when they're engaging with people like this who could be good faith people. It's not as if you can't attribute bad motives to this person that's making this comment about him being racist. Uh, because when you do that, you fall into the, the other the other traps, the other mental fallacies. You should be if you're going to engage with them, you could just ignore them, which probably would be a good way a good good way to navigate this this kind of situation if it's in public. Uh, but if you are going to engage them, you can do it politely and assume uh, the best of intent, assume good faith on their part, right? Assume that they're actually trying to engage and they actually have a valid point, and then use the tools that Scott's sharing here to to engage with them in a meaningful way. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so in what Paul was just referring to, there was Hanlon's razor, where you don't assume malice when um, incompetence uh, can explain the person's actions. And by by incompetence, we're not talking about stupidity, but we're just talking about um, you know just a mistake or uh, you know something that's not malice. Let's just say um, so. And and so and that's the thing is. And this is what we want to do with the podcast, because we believe that having knowledge is sort of the foundation to a successful life, right? We understand that you need money, you need you need wealth, you need health and all that. But knowledge is, I we believe, where, the, where it starts. Once you get to that point where you can kind of be an independent thinker and you can start to look through some of these some of these things that you hear in the media and other people say and approach them with some some rationality some critical thinking and start to take them apart like we just did there uh with these tweets uh it it opens up a whole new world to you and that's that's really what we want to do with this podcast and again you know if if you saw these tweets or something similar to them and you're just you're just kind of going crazy trying to figure out what's going on. Right. I'm going to say it again. You're not alone. Right. I know <laughs> no, like, you're not like you, you know, it, you at least have Paul and I with you, but I know yeah, there's a lot right. of other people out there too. Um, and so we want to build a community around that and we want to, and we want to try to help you guys develop the tools uh, to, to, like we said, kind of cut through the fog to kind of take these arguments apart and see them for what they really are. And, you know, this, this Tom Brady is a racist thing is, is a perfect example of, you know, it, it, it's, it's a terrible argument to make because number one, there's no way to falsify it. Number two, you know, we, there's no apparent end goal here. I mean, in the end, you're going to dilute the term racism, right? 
and you're just going to start to make people you're going to start to make people roll their eyes um, when they start to hear accusations like this. So that term racism is just going to get diluted and diluted and diluted to the point where it doesn't have any meaning anymore. Uh, so, uh, so like Paul said, you know. These will give you the tools so that you can approach these people or approach the people who are making claims like this and talk through the claims with them. Um, but you can come out on the other side having deconstructed it in your mind and understanding why it's just a bad argument to make. Yeah. And then you can then you can get back to worrying about the rest of your life the other things that are that are important that are more important and, yeah and and you can kind of stop feeling like you're supposed to believe something that just doesn't seem right to you right you know you, you hear these things and you you think well i you know i the the woke culture says that i should believe this but it just doesn't seem right to me like it's just not making logical sense we're going to give you the tools to help you deconstruct it to kind of make sense out of it and to see where the flaws are so you can go to bed with a clear conscience <laughs> with a clear conscience knowing that you engaged on an idea and you did your best to understand it and then deconstruct it refute it if need be and you're not attacking somebody in the process. I, I think what is so common today is to use ad hominem attacks to to deflect from actually engaging on real ideas. Um, that's that that is a chief problem in the 2021 age of social media and engagement. I think beyond that, there's also the inability for people to engage on the ideas because they they don't have the tools to bring language together, identify common definitions, and then be able to engage good faith actors on the ideas. And so part of that is is learning the mental models that allow you to uh, take apart the idea. Other other aspects are simply techniques for de-escalating um, discussions and, and making sure that you're doing your part to, I think, really improve society in that regard. I know that sounds like a lofty goal, but Every time that you engage with somebody in a meaningful way and you dispense with all of the negative approaches that I just mentioned, such as the ad hominem attacks, such as the um, the approach where you, you attack their definitions and you just create this sort of exhaust of bad ideas, uh, you, you are engaging and making the world a better place. So I, I do think what we're trying to do here is to help you identify different models that can help you approach problems and really get rid of the confusion that you see in front of you that we're all seeing on a daily basis. And um, to just, once you have that clarity of mind, be able to enjoy the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I just just want to let people know, I mean, if it's not your fault if you feel lost. I mean, you're not yeah. alone. And we're, with this podcast and the tools that we're going to, put together uh we're really hoping to just help people navigate this stuff so that you don't have to spend an incredible amount of time worrying about it or trying to figure it out and you can get onto the other parts of your life that you need to um so i think of it as health wealth and knowledge or health wealth relationships and knowledge um, you know however you want to feel however you want to approach it the knowledge is is the foundation once you've got that set and you can you can start looking at the world 
uh, through a lens of rationality and critical thinking and kind of see the, you know, see it in first principles or kind of see the bare bones facts undergirding what's going on in a lot of these situations, you can quickly dispense with the ideas that don't make sense. You can kind of latch on and build onto the ideas that do make sense to you. And then you can start building those other parts of your life. You can start working on building your wealth and your relationships and your health. And in the end, you will have a very strong life. And that's what we're going for. More people, happy people, healthier people, finding uh, what they really want in life and, and getting as much as they can of it. So, so Scott, anything else that we want to share today? I know we're going to be talking about our mission going forward on our podcast because it's something we want to continue to uh, articulate and make sure people are aware of why we're, we're doing what we're doing and as well as having fun. We're not just serious stiffs. We want to actually have a good time with this, but, uh, but there, is, there is a purpose behind what we're doing. But uh, is there anything else you want to you want to comment on before we wrap up today? No, I'm just uh, glad I was able to get some of that off my chest about these tweets. Uh, <laughs> well, my, my, it, my question: it, Did you tweet it all? Did you go back to them and ask them about to to, to falsify their claims? Uh, no, I did not. I actually, I I'm the one who sent out all these tweets. I created. Oh, okay. All these so fake you actually accounts. created this. Yeah, okay. The, you know, I just we needed something to talk about on the podcast, so I I started the controversy. Well, if, if you feel like you're in a simulation, just realize that Scott's the one running it. So don't don't feel bad. You can you can come here to see how the rules of the game are played. All right. Well, well, thanks everybody. Uh, tune in. Uh, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Come back. Uh, we'll be back here with more interesting topics. And uh, check us out at mentallyunscripted.com, where you can sign up for uh, for our newsletter, upcoming newsletter, and uh, be looking for ways different ways to engage. Talk to you next time.